This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. And Daniel from Pretend, Pretend Friends. Friends, and we just want to say happy, happy 100th episode. Happy 100th! Happy 100th! Welcome everyone to another episode of the Square Co Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And this is episode 100, and it's also not our show. We made it to 100, though. Yeah, good, good job, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we are here to interview our good friends, Mark Morris and Jerry Mariama, and we are going to celebrate them today. And so this whole episode is going to be tons of fun where Mike and I, who normally host podcasts ourselves, we have a couple of shows. You may have heard of them, may have not. I won't talk about them. It's not important right now. But <laughs> we are trying out our our hand at being Square co-hosts just in case, you know, something ever happens to Jared and Mark and we need to take over. So right. <laughs> squared co-hosts, but not co-hosts, just squared co-hosts. Squared co-hosts. All right. So to get this thing going, we're going to be asking questions, hard-hitting questions, questions everybody mm-hmm. wants to know. But before we do, <laughs> we're going to do a warm-up. And so uh, about 50 Am I allowed to talk ago, yet? Can yeah. we say something? <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> we should probably let them talk. <laughs> no, no, no. I, just good. Good. I just wasn't, wasn't sure if this... Uh, if this <laughs> All right, so let's hear your warm up. This is like an aggressive takeover of the Capitol <laughs> happening right here. <laughs> he's got. I was not a part of that group. <laughs> he's got horns on, and uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so before we go, just want to ask how you guys are doing today, since you are our guest. Uh, good. This is great. I, I love not having to do anything. It's kind of scary, but yeah. it's exciting. It's like as if Waldorf and Statler took over the Muppet Show. Do you remember that episode? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, it's like that. I love this. Which one? Yeah, same. Which one, um, which one are we? I'm definitely I'm definitely Waldorf, right? I don't know who either. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't matter. Really. I, just, I just know them as that. I don't know them individually. Yeah, who's who. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of shake things up here. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. So, an episode you guys did, I guess it was was it episode 50. It was kind of similar where you had some questions asked by the by the Clarks. I think at at that point or episode 50, if I remember correctly, it was at 10 that years time, ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> it really was. We we were doing a like a random 20 questions we that Jared and I had set up on our own and we would have the guests pick five random numbers and we'd ask that question. And then for episode 50, we individually answered all 20 questions. And I think maybe there were some other ones in there, Um, but that was the closest thing to an interview that we had being the interviewees. Yeah, I remember that's very long. I think we're still recording that episode as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is just the continuation of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, before we get started, I want to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. <laughs> um, Mike and I have been podcasting since 2015, and we have not done 100 episodes yet. So, wow. congratulations. <laughs> we like to take our time. We look at this really as an apology episode for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the first 100. For the first 100, yes. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, I want to say that um, I, I it's 
this will be super fun for me because I love the Square Code podcast and it's mm. always been fun to be on episodes with you guys. So Mike and I will probably get mushy later, but we're going to warm up. So <laughs> we're going to do like a rapid fire and it's not, it doesn't have to be like super fast answers, but just some general questions to kind of get get you warmed up and then we'll start with the with the good stuff. Nice. So, right. All right. Uh, favorite song or musical group of all time? Oh, uh, does that have to be group or just artist? It, it could be, be artist. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay. So I'm a like forever Madonna fan. Like since I since you could possibly be a Madonna fan, so I have to, I have to say that I'll go nice. with Madonna. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this again changes. Currently, I love, <laughs> and this has been it for the past few years. We've talked about this band a bunch of times on the podcast. Uh-oh. It's the Midnight. Jared and I have actually gone to see them a couple times together mm. uh, in concert. That's right. And you guys almost the... had a bar fight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Um, and the other band, which Cole, you may be aware of them because this is like an early 2000s emo band, uh, My American Heart. Yeah. They are from Southern California. But yeah, that's like my, I don't know, one of the constant faves of mine. Very cool. Hmm. All right. Favorite movie of all time. Oh, geez. Uh, I have so many. Again, these are one of those like categorical kind of things. Uh, But I'll go with Beauty and the Beast because that just sums up a lot for me. Nice. (laughs) Probably like I that was back when like things were in the theater forever. I saw that thing 15 times in the theater. Oh, my gosh. gosh. (laughs) Probably my longest. Yeah, my longest run of anything. So I don't think I've. Yeah, I don't think I I saw any movie. That's crazy. That many times in theater. Um. I'd say Drive is probably my favorite, oh, like long-term geez. one. Um, <laughs> and then more recently, uh, I saw Tenant this past year, and that I absolutely love that movie. Very contemporary. It's good. It's good. <laughs> favorite food of all time? <sighs> Cereal or donuts? Uh, getting more specific than that would be heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, this is an easy one for me. Cookies and pizza. I don't know if I could say one is better than the other, but I love cookies and pizza. Mark, you have to have them together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Have I had them together? Uh, Probably. A cookie pizza. Right? (laughs) Yeah. That's a tough one to to do, like one after the other in either order, I'd say. Let's see. uh, Favorite ice cream flavor of all time? Uh, oh, oh, these are so hard. I don't know why. These are the kind of questions <laughs> I just... <laughs> well, I can't wait until we get to the easy ones. I, th- I thought I we know. were starting with the softball this questions the here. These are way the too hard. I don't know if it's like the advent of social media. Like you feel like you say something like this and it's permanent and someone's going to call you out. Like, you know, you didn't say that last time. Um, <laughs> gosh, cho- chocolate chip mint. It's kind of this standby flavor. But again, like... There are so many now, but that's, I'll probably say that one. I'll I'll go with that one. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I want to come up with one of these, you know, crazy over the top flavors, like a really gimmicky one. Uh, But like my go-to a lot of the times is a pretty, (laughs) (laughs) a pretty boring one. Uh, It's chocolate and peanut butter. I would. I love it from, from, uh. 31 flavors. I still wish I was able to say Superman ice cream is my favorite. I'm going to say that's my fictional favorite ice cream. (laughs) It it would be your favorite if you had it, I promise. We got to we got to do a field trip just to go and get that. That's beyond field trip. That's that's pretty big. (laughs) That's like a 
Yeah, that's a week-long journey. Five minutes <laughs> later, getting back on the plane. All right. Hey, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I've got a couple more. Um, and then, Mike, if you've got any you want to throw in before we get to the, the real questions, then uh, you can do so. Favorite pizza toppings? Um, I'm actually, uh, anything cause I, we usually get combination or, uh, we've grown up, I grew up getting like a combination. So it's everything. So I'm really open to, to just about anything. I don't know that I have one that, uh, I pick and I'm even fine with like the, uh, Hawaiian pizza, nope. which is, no. ah, yeah. I know, but I'm, Mm-mm. I mean, the, con- the concept is just anything on the pizza dough. So I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't disagree with you more. (laughs) I am of the camp that believes fruit does not belong on a pizza. But you're anti-fruit, so that's... This is true. Also true. And tomato is a fruit, and it's the base of pretty much every pizza. Absolutely, technically Yeah, but that's in, like, mushy liquid form. That's different. So I'd say, like, (laughs) my favorite... It's not a single topping, kind of like what Jared was saying, but I'll always get whatever pizza place's version of Supreme is, or sometimes they'll call it Deluxe, where it's basically <laughs> like every single topping. Okay, is there one you don't like, though? Fruit. Like, do you say like, no, 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 like, can't have yeah, no mushrooms or just pineapple? No, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine with uh, peppers, bell peppers, onions, olives, pepperoni, mm. the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could eat a pizza with either of you, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I, I get annoyed uh, when people get very particular about that kind of stuff. You know, I don't know why. I just get I can't all, like, talk about it because I'm married yeah. to somebody who does that, <laughs> <laughs> and my best friend does the same thing. It's, it's very <laughs> dramatic, I will, I will right? Pick everything yeah. off. Yeah. Then, oh no. That's, that's why yeah. those um like those pizza places like Pie Five or um, Blaze have like been revolutionary because yeah. my oh, wife and I can yeah. get individual pies and like mine is literally everything they have to offer at the bar where she's like, <laughs> you know, very very particular. I know it's a, it's great and it's worse because I end up with a combo no matter what I start with. I'm like, I'll just get the <laughs> simple margarita pizza. Well, let's add sausage and pepperoni and uh, maybe some peppers. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like twenty five bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, for a nine-inch pizza. Yeah. All right, favorite fast food chain. Oh. <laughs> Jared is literally oh. sweating. This is the workout I was talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, this is like it's a killer. Oh, favorite. Okay, you have one, Mark. Go ahead. I'm thinking. Through. This is tough. So, I mean, I don't know if this is like a big. Ch- so, In and Out's a big one. It is relatively local, you know, like it's yeah. it's pretty much California with a few exceptions. So I don't know if that works. My other one is also a local chain, so I don't know if that works either. Terrible answer. Um, so now I don't feel so. But I think it works because local is relative. Yeah. Like we yeah. have stuff here right. that you guys don't have, but it's everywhere here, and it's it's a chain. Right. Right. I would so consider In and Out a chain. So In and Out's one, and then for uh, my favorite pizza chain is Amici's, which I just gave Jared for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Was it? I drop that off yeah. you? Yeah. Nice. So that's a like a local pizza chain that I grew up eating. Um, I think it's just Orange County, maybe Southern California, but it's pretty local. Uh, okay. So again, this is a terrible answer, but I'm going to go with McDonald's because. <laughs> yes. Because the I nostalgia. Have, yeah. And, and that's like the only fast food place I have that feeling for. I, I don't yeah. feel that way about anything mm. else. And I wouldn't say it's the best food, obviously. No. There, but you got toys, you know, you got characters. <laughs> like it's something you ate as a kid and it's something you kind of still like as an adult. Even though you know it's not great, you still kind of crave. I feel like eating that crap right now, you know? Like yeah. I don't feel that way <laughs> about too many other 
well, I don't think there's any other. Like even like Burger King, which I think is a superior hamburger. I don't feel all like oh, Burger King. I got Star Wars cups there. That's about <laughs> the only thing I feel about that. Like something wasn't like, it Taco Bell that had the Star Wars cups? I'm talking original trilogy. So don't bring your prequel uh, crap in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, none of us existed you, you, during the original. Young so. people. <laughs> yeah. I was around for when they re-released them to theaters. That okay. was cool. Okay. Yeah, the little, special editions in the, in the mid-90s. Yeah, I mean, of- I have seen Empire Strikes Back in theater, for sure. Right, right, right. So just a lower <laughs> gut punch there. Not, not Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My dad saw them in college. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And I'm not lying, he did. That's why I like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All next, right. Next and question, then, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think actually you've already answered it, but uh, biggest pet peeve. Ah. <laughs> Guest podcast hosts. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so here's one that's very current. Uh, people that just like sneeze, like they just in public <laughs> and they just... They just so everybody. They just uh, go for it though. You know, like they don't even yeah. try to like hold it back. They do that big, slightly yelling dad sneeze, you know? And like they just That's do how it. I sneeze. That's you know, how I sneeze, but in my house. You know when you're in your house. Public. Right, right, right. But when you're out in public in, and you hear that, I'm just hor- especially now, I'm just horrified, you know. And of course that guy's not wearing a mask or he took it off so that he could be the loud sneeze. sneeze. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny about that, Jared? You say that it's like more timely. We actually went to a movie before the pandemic mm, hit last year. Just before. And for some reason, this was like last January, for some reason, like the entire audience was sick. Yes. And I remember like <laughs> people were coughing and sneezing and every like noise of a sick person, Jared would like tense up and get <laughs> like... Could you believe this? All these people sneezing in here. I'm like, See, it's okay. I was Jared. ahead of the ahead of my time. I knew. You were. Like a dog. I could sense the danger. But the guy down, like three seats down from us, which again, it was an, it was an empty theater, and he had to come sit on our row, just a few down. Another pet peeve. Uh, but he was coughing an unusual amount, wasn't he? Like it was that sick oh, cough. Man. I love that you remember it in this grade of detail as well. It was like a <laughs> phlegmy cough. You know how you well, can tell the last uh, thing you did before you locked down. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> all for masks from now on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a couple pet peeves I have. Um, this is, I, I guess it's fine to share this, but like driving and when you go into a parking lot and people will park like crooked or within multiple spaces, that drives me crazy. It's just so like, I don't know, selfish and <laughs> inconsiderate because I don't know. For me, I try so hard to not annoy or disrupt other people's mm-hmm. lives. And this is just like a blatant like, screw you. I'm going to do this because I'm either too lazy or I don't, I don't have the time to people. correct it. <laughs> that's yeah, it's so frustrating. I think that's a given. The worst, I think, is when people insist on backing into their parking spot and how much longer that takes just so they can be a cool guy. And I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not only that. That's a concept Normally, I've never understood because yes. either way, you're backing up. It's whether you leave <laughs> right, or right. to enter the spot. But Are you like going like- to rob the bank and you need to get out of there <laughs> fast? Like what? It takes so long. It drives it's me bad. insane. Yeah, I'm with you, Jerry. That, we could do like, a whole pet reverse, peeve show because I'm a grumpy. <laughs> when you reverse well, into and I a did, spot, too. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
those are the ones that are always crooked because it's way harder to like back into something evenly than it would be to drive straight into it. Ah, well, remember, Mark is a rural follower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't oh, like it when great you don't callback. follow the rurals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wait, how do you say that word? Rurals. <laughs> don't break them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's can- three syllables, right? Yes. <laughs> it's an exhausting word. <laughs> all right. Those are all my fastball questions. Mike, did you have any you wanted to hit him with? Uh, yeah. Is this over yet? <laughs> 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 no, I really don't have any fastball questions. You actually took all my serious questions. So um. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's been thinking about these for weeks. Like, all right. Mm, oh, favorite I really want to know what movie they them. like. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. I had fun. I mean, I didn't have to do anything, but um, it was fun hearing your guys' answers. What I, what I like about a lot of them is, for the most part, I felt like I knew the answer, mm. which is a testament to how fun the show is to listen to because I always learn stuff about you guys. So that's yeah. great. It's like R2 fun. and 3PO. I get to be all fussy, like 3PO, and Mark gets to be like, candy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate fruit. <laughs> Well, fruit-flavored candy is okay. See what I mean? Just beep, the, beep, the literal beep, fruit. Beep, boop, boop, if you make my fruit candy, I'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let Mike start off with our first official question. Wow. Since, okay. since Mike had to sit there quiet, you know. <sighs> well, I have but, a very... Mine are all really hard-hitting, and I mean, I want to know <laughs> the truthful answer to these. So my first I'm question scared. is, you know, first off... Congratulations, 100 episodes. I want to know why in 100 episodes, Cole has been on more than me. (laughs) Because I feel like it's a personal attack. Uh, I want to know if I've done something wrong. And I I truly don't even know why I'm here. (laughs) We we, we actually have a prepared statement in case this happens. Go ahead and open that envelope, Mark, and read. (laughs) I basically wrote it for them. Yes. No, that really wasn't my first question. I just wanted to uh, be hilarious. Well, we told, Cole, to, we told Cole to tell you. I don't know. We, Cole dropped the ball on that, I guess. So You I were did, yes. a, a guest before Cole. True. So I think, yeah, Cole wasn't on well, until technically, uh, a little bit later. I think you but. recorded with Cole first, but mine Yeah, I was going to say, I really, I really was the first. Yeah. My episode didn't air until much later. Wow. <laughs> Um, oh, you guys are really getting into it. I mean, hey, we, we made you guys. That's right. <laughs> Do you remember that it, it episode? <laughs> Put you guys on the map. <laughs> um, okay, so my real first question is, um, uh, you guys talk about Star Wars a lot. Mm. And uh, specifically, uh, more recently, uh, with The Mandalorian, you would devote most, mm. if not half, of your show to a recap of The Mandalorian. Mm. And um, I want to know, because uh, I, I think, wasn't it, isn't it true that the ending of The Mandalorian, no spoilers, oh, I guess you already spoiled it. Yeah, but, spoiler. Um, don't, don't spoil it for me, though. Um, you guys weren't, you guys were like, Jared, you might have been happy with it, and Mark, you weren't happy with the ending? Um, yeah, correct. Right. So my question is, if you guys had full, complete reign over the Star Wars oh, universe, no. what mm. would you want to see in the future? This is an awful question because so many, 
So no, I don't mean it like that, but like <laughs> so many question. times and you know, this Star Wars fans are notorious for this. They will complain no matter what happens, which I know. I, I just want to know what's going to make you for. happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. We could say something and wish for it. And then when it happens, you'll you're complain. Like, oh, that was awful. <laughs> right. So there's really no winning. Um, I do. And I can't just say like, okay, this is where I would take the series. I'm not smart enough to like develop storylines that far in advance. All I can do is comment and complain about what has happened. So uh, in terms of like, I don't know if this is specific to the Mandalorian. Yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't have had Luke be the Jedi to come sort of save the day. I would have literally picked any other character. Mm, That's a, yeah, great. Great thought there, Mark. Um, <laughs> pioneering. Thank you. Uh, John Favreau, well, we, I mean, take Jared note. And I, Jared and I talk about this all the time, too, just like in generic Star Wars terms on the show. Um, I, I think I'm fine with almost anything happening. It's just if they do how they do it and execute it. So, I mean, we've talked about if they're going to talk more about uh, Snoke and his coming into the Star Wars universe versus Palpatine. You know, I'm fine with those concepts and ideas, but it's how they utilize it and execute them. I guess uh, to better clarify the question so that, Jared, maybe you can answer it a little more succinctly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you. Um, are you. Would you rather it go off and tell more original stories or would you like to follow more of like the Luke and, you know, original cast story? Do you want to that to be expanded mm-hmm. on more? Or would you like to have more original stuff? So um, I, I think what The Mandalorian is doing is kind of perfectly what I'd like to see for the future of Star Wars. And it seems like that is kind of the direction they're going in. I think you have to acknowledge the original trilogy, but I don't think you have to explain away every little you know, event and character in that universe just to make more content. I think the Mandalorian sort of does this nicely. And like just how we saw Luke come in at the end, I think that's perfect. We don't we don't need more than that. We don't need mm-hmm. a full episode with a fake Luke and explaining away exactly what he's gonna how he's gonna train yeah, baby Yoda and all that stuff. Um, so I think if you keep going in that direction, it really just depends on the writing and if it feels like Star Wars, because I think everyone has a very different idea of what Star Wars is. Um, so like the people that say like, oh, I wanted to see Luke be badass and all that stuff. I'm like, well, I, that never really occurred to me. Like I was missing that chunk of it. So everybody mm-hmm. has a very different thing. I think it depends on when you came into the the world of Star Wars. If you came in during the prequels, uh, if you came in during these last few films, then you have a very different idea of what good Star Wars is. Um, so I think if they just keep doing good writing and and not being too silly, uh, I think I, I'm on board. Like, and I do want to be surprised. I don't want it to be like explaining away every every character that we know. Um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to them going back more and doing like Knights of the Old Republic or or something like that. Uh, stepping away from the Skywalker trilogy specifically. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to see that. But I do think they have to kind of go slowly. <laughs> yeah. In that other direction. Yeah. Cool. Good question. Is there is there a is there a franchise that either of you um, are more into than star wars not me i no, i couldn't say i i was yeah um i mean i really like and enjoy the marvel stuff but i think like growing up it was always star wars the marvel thing didn't happen until the cinematic universe started so i mean i guess i'm kind of a bandwagon fan in that sense but uh, they're pretty equal so. for me at this point I my wife and i started watching them 
Well, like my wife and I started watching the Marvel movies because we've not finished them all. And I was just telling her, I was like, you know, I was obsessed with superheroes as a kid, but we just had terrible movies. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> we didn't mm-hmm. like none of the none of our dreams came true with any of them. Like I love the, <laughs> the original Batman movies, but mm-hmm. those even today aren't as loved as they were then. And um, I was just telling her, like we were watching like the first phase of Marvel. I was like, this still blows my mind. Like that these movies are as good as they are and as fun as they are, because I went my whole life reading comic books and nothing was ever, you know, more exciting than the comic. So I think you have a right to be a, a Marvel fan now because they yeah. finally did it right. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I was watching uh, uh, the la- the last Avengers Endgame just kind of recently, like the last part of it. And what I really appreciate about Marvel was that they had some good movies and bad movies in that whole 10 year run, but they really, it really felt like they had a start and a finish, like a complete Mm. plan for this whole thing. And I mean, whether they did or not, I don't know, but it really felt like they did by the end of it. And I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the pioneering thing about all of these films, this, this thing Mm -hmm. it's like, and I don't know that it's something that can be easily replicated as we see with like, DC stumbling all over the place trying yeah. to do the same thing, but just can't quite get it right. So it is there is something sort of magical about and I'm not a huge fan of these movies, but um, there is something magical about how it all worked together and that they had the foresight mm-hmm. to say, we're going to invest this much time and money yeah. into this many films. And um, collectively, it's it's very impressive, even down to how it's um, sort of bleeding into something like WandaVision, which I think is conceptually great. I don't understand yeah. any of it, but I just think it's fantastic <laughs> how, how it's uh, sort of playing out. Yeah. yeah, I agree. All right. So my question, I want to know, what is your most prized possession? Oof, jeez. This is, can we go back to the fast food mm. one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man so i am uh we just talked about this i think the last episode or one of the more recent ones i am a collector and over the years this has shifted focus more most recently um it's become shoes but before that it's toys and then before that was posters um so like i have a favorite of each one of these sort of categories um i love my i have two lightsabers one, I think, Jared, you gave me the Kylo Ren mm-hmm. one and the not the uh, Luke Skywalker from A New Hope. Um, I love those. So from toys, those are probably my favorites. Um, I have a favorite shoe. I don't know if this is like not a super exciting answer. It's not. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I my I have a Darth Vader helmet that I really love because it's uh, it's one of those prop replica ones, so it's not just like a you know like a toy one, yeah. Um, and it's in two pieces, and you know you can put it on and everything. It's and it just looks neat, sort of sitting on my shelf and everything. So I think that's probably my favorite. I mean, I have lightsabers too that I do love. Um, but oh, this, the land speeder is a fun one. The land speeder, <laughs> the land speeder is fun too. But um, I think I'd go with the <laughs> like I always think like what would I grab if I had to like you know fire. Um, right. I think I probably well, would you grab could, the helmet. You could load up the land speeder <laughs> and, then, and drive away in yeah, it. It doesn't fit through the door. So that, it doesn't fit through the door. Yeah. Yeah. Where? <laughs> so I'll put the helmet on, grab some lightsabers, and then, yeah. Drive away. In the back of the land speeder. Yeah. I mean, thank you know, I, we probably should have said something more sentimental. We, we kind of, I mean, yeah. dear Lord. No, no, it doesn't have to be sentimental. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's too hard. <laughs> All right, Mike, what do you got? Well, that one, my next question actually is 
perfectly complements that. Ah, um, least what, favorite object. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, do you have a holy grail collectible item? Like something, maybe whether it even exists or not, that you would really just love to have? Oh. Uh, so I, I recently answered this sort of because of you, Mike. So last time we had you on, I think you asked like what, are my what shoe am i right, after right. yep and i gave you like the back to the future answer just because it was easy but in reality uh nike has done this like a set of shoes mm. for every single like a movie so i have the air susans which was from the missing link mm-hmm. but they have a shoe that goes with the kubo paranorman Coraline, box trolls um so i would love to complete that set it's not that it's impossible. I could actually like literally go out and buy each one of these, but like the Paranorman shoe, it goes for like four to five thousand dollars. So Jeez. I'm I've got to figure out a, a more realistic way to accomplish this this task. <laughs> Just like and it's the same, like you know, and like tape it the, to a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Back to the Future shoe, they did such a low limited run that those go for like you know tens of thousands of dollars now wow yeah that's but that should be the holy grail thing right because that's i mean not that it's available or something that you would actually buy now but that's the thing you would want right right like if you had to choose if someone put in front of you the kubo shoes and the back to the future shoes you wouldn't be like huh right you well you would grab the back you go for the back to the future and then you (laughs) could always sell it and then complete the the like a set aha there you go um (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna go with the same uh, answer. Back to the Future shoes. No, Rit- no, oh, not. Wow. absolutely, absolutely not. Um, that's a good question. I, there are so many things out there that I, I want collectible wise. I can't even like. There was a Small World clock that looked great, and it and it had the little uh, clock figures that came out and did their little thing, just like a great replica of that. I think it was a Kevin Kidney, uh, Kevin and Jody thing. Um, something like that probably is more along the lines of, of things that I really want or seek or like drop money for if it if the opportunity came up. It's a little hard. Like I don't trust eBay. I'm so afraid of eBay. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then like shipping something fragile. So it's like you have to have this, not only be able to find it, but have it be this perfect situation of where you could like right. yeah. put money, put that much money down and then take it home safely. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's probably something along those lines. But I know there's a better, there's a better answer. I just can't think of it right now. That's a good answer. I, I would um, I would go for that. Yeah. And the Back to the Future shoe. I could, I could get down with both of those. Not me. Not shoes. <laughs> I have a follow-up question uh, uh. for Mark, actually. Uh, so, okay, when you get these shoes, do you display them? <laughs> do you wear them once well, you, and then put them back? Or do you... Uh, okay, they're, you all, they're all on the display. Okay. So, I actually... Uh, You've got this whole yeah, concept. Know, it's so goofy. There's, <laughs> no, there's a lot of... People that collect shoes uh, and will just have them, mm-hmm. whether that's like, you know, to showcase them, to flip them, to save them. In theory, they might grow up in value. I will only buy sh- like I don't buy shoes to not wear them. Every single pair that I have over here, I would have no problem wearing them. Um, there are some that like, you know, are more special than others. And I would only wear them in like a special occasion. Um, there's a lot over here that. I'll wear every day and like beat up. And there's some that I try and, you know, maintain a little bit 
longer and like take better care of them. But yeah, I, I don't wear them just to show them on the wall. I mean, I don't collect them just to show them. I will definitely wear any pair. He's That's got this good. whole thing where he uh, does, does sort of figures out outfits uh, for mm-hmm. the shoes. Uh, and <laughs> there's a whole true. concept. There's a whole concept now where he comes over and he shows me the shoes and he says that he's going to go <laughs> more <laughs> more monochromatic uh, up, mm-hmm. up top so that the shoes can be showcased more. And yeah. uh, usually I shut the door by this time. I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> um, but like, there's this whole idea of what he does to showcase the shoes. So it really is well thought out and uh, a, a huge waste of time. You have to ask yourself, <laughs> am I feeling more like a SpongeBob or a Patrick today? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like, I like that there's a method to this because I feel like shoes... Uh, for me, I, I I think I've we've both both Mike and I have been on record saying we just buy shoes to solely wear. Mm. Um, Weirdos. We, yeah, I know it is. <laughs> it is probably one of the weirder things about us. But yeah, I know a lot of people who collect shoes, but they don't always wear them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of strange. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like it's toys fine. that you don't play with, right? Like you'll keep it in the package. And I've never. That's heard actually of that. like the biggest. Well, that's the biggest comparison that I can. Have yeah. to that is like I've been buying some toys recently that I don't have any room for. So like they're mm-hmm. literally just in a box yep. in my closet. And I'm like, this is I need to stop buying toys at this point because <laughs> if I if I can't display them, then, then mm-hmm. like what's the point of it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So going to well, we'll keep this <clears throat> podcast oriented since this is a podcast, but you guys have a podcast, obviously. That's why we're all here today. But if you could be on anybody's podcast. As a guest or a host, uh, which podcast and why? Oh, geez. Jared's already been on all the podcasts. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what? There's none left. He's been on everyone. There's a there's actually a line out his door right now of other podcast hosts that are he's going to interview with after this one's over. Yeah, we got to wrap this up um, quick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, and you know, this, you're not going to believe this, but I would love to be on the Saturday morning ice cream podcast. Oh, jeez, <laughs> That's really sweet. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, me, for me real, too. That, my answer too. Me too. <laughs> oh, Jared, that's um, so nice. <laughs> you know, there's like those big ones with celebrities and stuff like, sure, that would be fun to be a guest on, but like, it, it just wouldn't make sense. And then a lot of the other smaller ones. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know if I would be able to con- contribute too much to really have it make sense for me to be a guest on. Mm. But yeah, but if you could, let's say let's say you did something that uh, you know you didn't have to worry about that aspect of it. Is there like do you have a favorite one that you said, oh, that would be a fun one? So for me, like uh, my favorite murder is one of my favorite podcasts, and they're just funny, and they don't even have like guests per se it's just them talking mm-hmm. but i would love to be on that show just because i like those two hosts so much uh and yeah it, yeah it's so abstract that doesn't make sense uh but something like that because <laughs> it seems like they're having a good time and and you wish uh your own show was that casual and funny <laughs> well, that, you know what i mean like you just you wish it was that yeah. easy to well, do that's that's why mark picked Mike and I show. I guess like, so. The same reasons, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you if 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 you are twisting my arm to pick like a, a popular famousy kind of one, I would definitely um, consider Conan O'Brien's yep. for obvious reasons. You know, I would love for he always takes jabs at his guests. I would love, as weird as it sounds, I would love to get made fun of by Conan. <laughs> um, 
Also, there's another one that I talked to Jared about, and he thinks I'm a weirdo for being so into this. It's a like an improv podcast mm. called Hello from the Magic Tavern. I don't know if any of you have heard of it, I'm but not. the premise is this guy. It's a it's all imp, like improv, but the the story air quotes that takes place from week to week is this guy fell into a portal that took him to another dimensional world that is kind of a cross between Adventure Time's Land of Ooh and and like uh, Middle Earth. So it's like a fantastical kind of Narnia-esque world <laughs> that he will interview different magical creatures from this land. But all of the creatures are just other improv actors. So if I had this skill set of being an improv kind of guy, I think that would be a lot of fun because it's all just like make-believe and stupid, fun, silly time <laughs> that sounds awesome actually <laughs> if but you know i cannot obviously if you know this conversation is any indication i cannot think that quickly on my feet so i would be a <laughs> terrible improv uh, guest yes yes agree <clears throat> agree you just have to make it work for you there you go like, like maybe you're you're just like a magic really rock be and magic rocks just have a hard time talking <laughs> yes perfect really for a really podcast. do that um <laughs> that uh method acting where <laughs> i could dress up as yeah a rock and just don't do anything <laughs> yeah <Rip. laughs> um okay so within the past year mm. um has been kind of hard <laughs> <laughs> um like and i think podcasting uh for me and cole has brought a lot of positivity to our life in a time that can be very unpositive so i was curious what you guys have done since the lockdown or pandemic to kind of bring some positivity or you know joy to your day every day like whether it's a big thing a little thing what kind what what, what do you do to kind of stay upbeat hmm that is a good question. <laughs> uh, you know, the main thing for me, this is such a terrible answer too, but uh, it's taking a lot of walks uh, because mm -hmm. it's something I can do sort of, you know, without hitting a lot of people or running into things. Yep. It's not stressful. Like going to the grocery store even is just stressful for me now. So um, I find uh, just being able to get a change of scenery without having, you know, actually having to um, encounter a lot of people. That's been, that's been really, and just being outside because otherwise it's just literally just me working yeah. all day long. Um, yeah. so, uh, I just need that change of scenery without going too far or without going anywhere too crowded. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird when you're forced to be at home and you are fortunate enough to work from home mm -hmm. that just becomes your life. You're yep. just always there and always working. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So just getting fresh air. And that's why I, I like it when it's not raining, uh, but I prefer it when it's cold so that <laughs> you can go <laughs> like on a long walk and uh, yeah, just yeah. clear the head. For me, uh, the gym and working out has always been a big part of my life. Um, so even now, that's something that kind of connects me to some sense of normalcy within life. So early on, I was doing a lot of home workouts. Um, but a few months into it, I kind of went in with one of my friends to invest in some home gym equipment. So we turned his garage into like a makeshift gym. Uh, and he just he gave me his garage code so I could go in and out of there whenever I want. So it's it's nice to kind of like you guys are using walks to get out of the house. It gives me an excuse and a reason to leave the house um, and again, connect me back to like some sort of a normal 
normalcy of life. We'll edit yeah. that out because that answer will make everyone feel really bad about themselves. <laughs> and the, and the, uh, I'm sorry. And the box of um, red vine super ropes behind Mike, you know, you're just, you're just not helping the situation. It's a tough time uh, for everyone right now. But I, to take like another answer or like to expand on that, that question. Um, I also, we restarted the podcast during the pandemic. So we took like a year off or I think maybe even over a year. So it's similar reasoning as to like keeping the workouts going. It forced me and Jared to get together and talk for an hour plus every single week, which has been a really nice distraction. He said forced, um, just, just wanted you guys to all make sure. <laughs> we noted that. that. Yeah, I kinda, uh, thank you. <laughs> But it it made us put this like on the calendar, you know, and something that uh, I can't speak for Jared, but I always look forward to <laughs> even like we talk about silly stuff and it's it's always been a nice sort of thing to look forward to every single week. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like my one aspect. I'm being extremely good during this pandemic. Like I know everyone has their own definition of being very good. You know, like I only went to right. four parties. So I'm being very safe. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I see nobody. And Mark is like one of the mm -hmm. only people that I see during this, whether he's dropping stuff off at my house. or something. And it's all very safe. Like he doesn't even come in. Like he stays at the doorway. Uh, <laughs> and I'm wearing like nine masks and a helmet, my Darth Vader <laughs> helmet, just to be safe. <laughs> Um, but like, that's it. So yeah, doing things like the, the podcast has really helped sort of maintain some concept of being social so that when we come out of this, I won't be all like drooling and not unable to talk to people <laughs> in real life. I was telling Cole the other day when we had that three-way call with Mark, I was like, that was one of the best, like, that's like one of the best times oh. I've had in months. Because <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, I'm talking to somebody that isn't my oh. wife, kids, or Cole. <laughs> <laughs> and then nothing against talking to Cole. I love getting to talk to Cole, but it's like, yeah, these it's are like my, this is my bubble. That's that's yeah. who I'm with all the time. Right. And so it's just like having that, like this new experience is, mm -hmm. is really amazing and fun. Yeah. It's amazing how much I just miss just uh, like getting to get like not even big deals. Like even though I'm so close it's to really Disneyland that I yeah. miss Disneyland, like it's less about something like that to me and more just about hanging out with people and not feeling that stress of like, Ooh, are we being safe? Is this okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I can't wait to get back to that aspect of, of normal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys uh, started any new hobbies during the quarantine so far? Um, crying. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a healthy hobby. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, in moderation. Yeah. 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 No, I, I've never watched so much TV in my life and, and I do like TV, <laughs> but, um, I was always so busy. I just didn't, you know, worry about it. like now I'm so excited for the time when I, uh, sit down and watch TV and, and TV couldn't be at a more perfect stage right now for something like this to happen. Like, to think how it was before when you'd have to hope something was on or you'd have to be there at a certain time or record it mm -hmm. or something like now you can just, you've got this vast library and I'm like hooked up to all of the subscription <laughs> channels and stuff. So <laughs> it's just this constant watching of TV. That has been like the best thing for me. It's nice. almost like the streaming services got together and released. And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the conspiracy I'll believe. AMC is like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we just wait till we do our version of this. Yeah. I, I like, definitely I agree with that. Um, I, I mean, I think along with the entire world, everybody's been watching a lot more TV. 
Um, I don't know if this counts as an answer, but I recently started basically reorganizing my entire house. So the room that I'm currently in is pretty empty. It just has uh, like a workstation where I do all of our podcast recording now. There's a wall of shoes over here, but I like am redistributing where my stuff is and where different like workstations are. So like I guess that's a version of spring cleaning or like Marie condoing mm-hmm. your your Sparking house and your life. life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean it's a long process, and I'm trying to th- like figure out what to do with a lot of this stuff and where to put yes, it. Yes, it's about time. He's got a guest room. I used to drive down. You know how much I used to have to pay for hotels when I came down to LA? And I'm like, boy, if I only had a friend that had an extra room, you know, that I could hang out in for just a night or something, that would save me like $300. He's like, yeah, I got a lot of stuff in that guest room. It's just... That's where my shoes are. So, so I'm glad he's getting around going? to it now. <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff on my futon over here. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't be bothered to move it right now. Uh, so, I mean, by the time it's it's acceptable, Mike and Cole, you might have a, a you might be able to sleep right here. In, In the, the corner? <laughs> under, under the shoes over there? There you go. <laughs> you can fit us anywhere. There you go. <laughs> um, Cole, was that your next question, or were you? That just... was, yeah. I okay. kind of just eased in there on that one. I, I've got mm-hmm. one that kind of keeps this going. Is there anything from the last year that you hope to that keeps going? Like Jared, you kind of jokingly, I think jokingly mentioned masks <laughs> continuing. Oh, but is there anything <laughs> yeah, that positive yeah. from the last year that you hope you know keeps keeps going? Um, that's interesting. Uh, I hope I'm actually excited about, like we said, how uh, the streaming services become so dominant. I'm excited for that and to see that just continue to get bigger and bigger and we get better content and we get uh, I'm fine with this idea of like it being released in the theaters and on the streaming channels and that kind of thing. I think we're going to head that way no matter what. Um, yeah, but I am excited about that. And uh, also that people are working at home more. You know, it's what I do. I've done for a while now, so I'm so used to it. But I like that it's becoming less uh, weird or rare or like, gee, that's a difficult situation to set up because I think it is probably for the better for most places. But just that that's becoming more normal. It makes working with clients a lot easier because they're not expecting you to come in and they're being trained to sort of deal with people in this remote way. So I think, yeah, you know, certain businesses just can't and certain businesses are probably better off if people are coming to the offices, but I think it, it forced people to see like this can work. So I think, I think we will see that no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the big thing that I would agree with too. Um, kind of being on both sides of that coin, I guess, where I would love to figure out a way to get regular work and, having employers and clients be more comfortable with the fact that a lot of people are working from home or working remote just I think will open the doors to a lot more opportunities. So that's one thing I definitely hope continues. Yeah. Like hiring a freelancer no longer sounds crazy. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then people are set up technically for it. So that's true start, too. You know, it's just transferring yeah. files and paying people and, and things like that. Um, that would be great. If, if if every business could streamline their payment service, that would be even better. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I would I definitely consider those positives. Um, outside of that, can you think of anything that you would take away if it, if it's all ended tomorrow and you took away something massively positive from it? 
I don't know if it's like a self-discovery thing or if it's like a, a revelation you had, you know, but like it's been almost a year. So it's like surely something, you know, maybe it's a um, maybe a habit or something. But I don't know. Is there anything positive that you can take away from this? Uh, if doors open back up, Disneyland's open, everybody's, you know, uh, eating churros and swimming in the fountain. Right, right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I you, you haven't been fountain. to Disneyland much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I did when I went, and I haven't been back since. <laughs> I think there's a for me personally. I mean, there's a lot of negative stuff. Like I, I don't like uh, to see how so many people reacted to this. That that we weren't sort of able to pull it together and be like collectively, let's be great and and get through this. It was so divided for so many yeah. reasons. Uh, but um, I think for me, it's like this appreciation of the, the people in your life. And this is just extremely corny, but your family, the people in your life and, and um, those that are close to you. And I think you kind of saw who were your close friends in this and who were the ones you were fine to sort of let go or, or that you didn't miss. <laughs> Um, so it's, I think it's a, an appreciation of that. Like, Hey, I, I moved down to Southern California just before this happened, uh, far away from, well, it's not far away, but further away from my family and stuff like that. And, and this whole thing made me sort of rethink that at least reconsider, like, do I want to live this far from my family? You know, time feels very limited and short and unpredictable. Should I be closer to my family and make this other thing, uh, you know, something that I visit more or it just made me sort of think through that and where I want to be and sort of what's really important in the time that I have left, which sounds grim, but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of weird to have death was sort of on our mind all yeah. the time, right? Like mm -hmm. in a, in a literal sense, in a figurative sense, and it was just a constant news. We looked at those numbers as if it should mean more to us than I think it did to most people. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't yeah. know, it, it just kind of put things in order for me in a, in a bigger way, but we'll see. Like just after, like with the nine 11 people kind of got back to being jerks pretty quickly. So I'm hoping <laughs> sure. something <laughs> sticks around with this, uh, you know, that makes a little bit more compassionate. Yeah. yeah. Good answer. Uh, I think so. Mine's not going to be as good as Jared's back to pineapple on pizza. Isn't it? The, <laughs> um, candy fruits. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's along the lines of what Jared was saying, but a little bit smaller scale. So like for me, it would be really appreciating the small things in life. Uh, and that's everything from like going to the grocery store and not having to wait in a line um, and like just going and doing your daily tasks without having to, I don't know, be, really worry about things. So just going out into life and not being afraid of catching something or being more mindful of other people's feelings. Uh, just really appreciating, you know, for lack of a better term, life, I guess. Yeah. And like all of the little normal things that happened before mm. we kind of went into this lockdown. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I'm excited for boring. I, I just want things to be boring yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that'd be great. All right, Mike, what do you got? Uh, that was actually all my questions. Okay. Um, we're, we're coming. We're not, Super close to our time, but we're coming up on it. So, <laughs> Well, I've got a few last questions. I think they're pretty good ones to end on. Um, so pertaining to the Square Co podcast, um, what is what is probably your favorite episode you guys have done? It doesn't have to be oh, the man. best, you know, just like <laughs> one that particularly was like the most fun for you out of 100 I, You know, I figured a version of this question was going to come up. And it's so hard because a lot of them, you know, are pretty bad. If we pick yeah. one. 
Well, <laughs> if you pick one with a guest, it's like, oh, you're alienating all the other guests. You don't want to offend anybody. But I mean, I, there was a lot that I had a lot of fun with. Every time we had you guys on, we tried something a little bit new and different. So I appreciate that. Well, and it's always it was always a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> one that really jumps out to me was when we did the uh, Cartoon Network versus Nickelodeon kind mm -hmm. of showdown. Yeah, that was uh, fun. that was a lot of fun. Every time we did like a movie review, we'd bring on another guest or like a roundtable discussion. All of the sort of different ones were a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed Don Clark and Tommy Perez, the first episode where we talked about freelancing. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to narrow it down. And I, I did a little bit of homework and kind of looked back at all of the episodes and listened to a few. I, you know, Jared and I always joke about how terrible we are. And even in the ones that I listen to, that is, he's, he says it almost every single one. <laughs> but I actually listened back to some of the earlier ones. I'm like, oh, this is not as bad as I remember. Um, <laughs> I will say you guys have sounded consistently good throughout your whole run. Like if you oh, look at, listen yeah. to back to our old episodes, like our first episode, it sounds like we were recording into tin cans recorded by a VCR. <laughs> oh, so you're talking about the quality well, of not the necessarily song, the quality. not the no, content. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, both, all of it. You, yeah. you guys are very uh, consistent. It, it, I, it, it's, I mean, it, you're, you're always, you've always been enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, oh, I shucks. think, oh, thank you. I think like, I, like what I, what I noticed, um, at least for, for Mike and I, when we started the scary podcast we did, oh, do, the first, I felt like we really hit a stride like episode seven or eight where it was like, oh, now I know what this podcast is about. And mm -hmm. it felt like from there, I could probably recommend those episodes all the way to 90, whatever we're on right now and feel comfortable. The first five, I'd be like, eh, probably not going to be so <laughs> great. But I remember specifically when you guys had started, because um, I think the cool thing about Square Co, it's kind of had some various forms. Um, originally, right. it started out as you two, which I got to say, it's really impressive because you guys met kind of unexpectedly. Like, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you weren't really already in each other's lives. Like Mike and I, we basically like, I mean, we went to college together, so that's how mm -hmm. we knew each other. So doing a podcast wasn't too far fetched. Um but like for you guys, just kind of like meeting the way Mark just seems to meet everybody, the way he knows Mike <laughs> and I, you know, just it's just what he does. You know, he just shows up and it's like, all right, well, I, I like that Mark guy. All right, I'll keep talking to him. You know, <laughs> that's essentially happened to you. And then you guys become podcast co-hosts, which I think is really mm -hmm. interesting because Mike and I had a history to our whole podcast was founded off um, a, a real life routine we used to have where we would go to each other's houses and, and watch horror movies and eat snacks. Mm -hmm. And so for you guys to be like, yeah, we just met. You're an artist. I'm an artist. We have some things in common. Let's start a podcast more or less. I mean, there wasn't like a lot of friendship that grew be before the podcast, was there? It kind of started no. to happen uh, when you did it, the podcast. It's pretty much been downhill since, but... Uh, <laughs> well, naturally, yeah. It, <laughs> it wasn't like, was it a year? Within a year or so, maybe a yeah. little bit longer. Mm, um, probably about a year, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was pretty quick from when we met. And, you know, I had done, Jared has been in a couple of the gallery shows that I curated, and I helped produce some pins and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, I mean, to your point, 
we really didn't start formulating like a closer friendship or bond until the podcast started. I mean, like you guys, I'm sure have a similar stories just by having to talk so frequently, like your friendship kind of and relationship changes and develops in different ways. Um, just like the show, like we started off trying to have the focus on different artists and interviews and every 20 ish episodes we kind of change formats and go in different directions um but yeah it's it's interesting to look back at how we started and where we are now yeah definitely kind it's of, like yeah. you guys built a friendship in front of all of us <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> uh, uh yeah my my favorite episodes were like so when you guys would come on i love those because it was very relaxed and it was very conversational and that was mm -hmm. always fun. Uh, so when we did like the cartoon one, um, uh, Cole's Harriet, the spy story is one of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was funny and everyone was kind of funny around it. And I think that that's kind of the things you hope for when we do these things. Uh, the Tommy Perez and uh, Don Clark one. I like that one because I think it's one of the better informational ones that we did. And it, mm -hmm. to me, that feels like what we set out to do with the podcast yeah. would be to have yeah. those kinds of conversations with working artists. Uh, and we did get beyond just tell us your life story and that everyone's is sort of similar. Um, and, and they both do have interesting sort of backstories, but we were able to get to some other things that I think reached a broader audience if they happened to listen to that. So it wasn't just uh, us saying like, oh, my God, you're amazing for an hour. Um, they did get to kind of talk a little bit more. So I think I think that's still a goal of our podcast is to do something more like that. It's just as you guys know, it's very difficult to to get that. And you're just you're more lucky if you get that than to even hope to get that consistently. I always had a harder time with the chit chat episodes where it was just me and Mark. I always preferred to have a guest and I think it was probably somewhat reversed from Mark where he was much more comfortable with the, yep. the, the talky <laughs> ones and then kind of seized up uh, during the interview ones, leaving me to fend for myself and fill in all the <laughs> dead space. <laughs> But I'm sort of like naturally curious about people. So it's very easy for me to start asking questions. And when the focus isn't on me, I'm more comfortable. And I, you know, I, I could have a million questions for someone. But, um, you know, it's it's great because there's no pressure. There's no like end game for this or like we don't have to like make money off of this or, or get sponsors or something. So really, it's just been a lot of fun to do, you know, whatever we can. Just having a conversation has been great and not worrying about uh, you know, anything else. There's no pressure on the show to succeed other than what yeah. we want it to be. And that's, that's really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I like how the show has morphed and, uh, it would be awesome to see more episodes that are like, like the Tommy and, mm -hmm. uh, Don episode where you're, you're, you're mainly just talking about doing the work instead of how you got to do the work. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, I also really think that, the just solo episode like just you guys chatting is always a lot of fun because it's grown so much like and i think it's just because you both are comfortable with each other and your friends like you have a friendship now it's not just like a a partnership to do a podcast to explore and talk about other artists and find out what they're doing but it's like it's the it's the mark and jared show and those are always fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's so like having guests it's it's the best and the worst at the same time because you just never know what you're gonna get someone <laughs> who seems chatty in real life they get on and they just 
they either have shit, up. shitty audio uh, equipment or, you know, like, <laughs> or, uh, or they just have nothing to say, really, or they can't expand on it or sort of make it accessible to people. And you just, you can't predict that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on the hosts. Absolutely. <laughs> no, this podcast is going really well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my final question. Okay. And um, I want each of you to name what you like most about the other. Oh, God. This is like therapy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the last question. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'll go first. I'll go no, first. No, no, no. Let oh, me go whoa. first. Let me go first. No, no. Let me go first. They're too uh, nice. That's what they like I'm about each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So what I like about Mark is he has this sort of... He's a strange mix of confidence and insecurity that I don't think most people would see if you just <laughs> met him quickly. Um, and I think that's what makes him sort of um, tolerable. <laughs> 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 no, but it's true. Uh, he, he is uh, a very capable artist. He's a very capable sort of salesman and whatever he sets his mind to, it's just a matter of him setting his mind to. So I'm often sort of... Um, scolding him to be more confident about certain things and maybe less confident about other things. Um, but <laughs> just, it, it's been an interesting relationship uh, from that way. So it's not just like a one way thing. He helps me and I'm able to help him to a certain degree. But I, I like that um, he is uh, more confident about who he is than I am. Where I, I feel like I'm just sort of a mess about things like, oh, apologizing for things and sort of like, you know, being... Um, self-deprecating just to sort of counter something I've said. He's not that way. And he doesn't feel a need to sort of make excuses or, or explain everything, absolutely everything away. And I think that's pretty uh, admirable. Something I wish I was better at doing. Nice. Good luck, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Top that. <laughs> uh, I mean, so over the years, like I kind of said earlier, previously, just like the podcast, our relationship has grown and developed and gone in different ways. I mean, it's no secret, Jared, of the two of us is, this is such a stupid phrase, but like more famous than me or like more- That's right. I think that's right. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate Jared's willingness to help me and Squared Co. as a brand grow. I lean on him a lot. And I think a lot of the success that Squared Co. has, I would not have- had he not been along for the ride or kind of agreeing to lift me up. I appreciate all of the like uh, criticisms he gives me. <laughs> when, I know that I may not, it may not seem like I receive them and I may be a little bit more reluctant or push back, but I hear everything you say. And a lot of the times if I do have any sort of rebuttal, it's because I am, embarrassed that I didn't come to that conclusion on my own. Um, but I appreciate everything that you've done for me, uh, not just with the show, but personally, you're you're like a, a silent cheerleader for me. I feel like a lot of time uh, I'm really proud to do the show with you and just be a part of your life. I'm going to start tearing up and That's just good. keep rambling here. Um, People can't but, see this, yeah. but Mark and I are holding hands and looking directly into each other's eyes. <laughs> Which is amazing that. considering the distance. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. So we have masks on uh, and gloves and yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what else to say. Again, I'm super proud to be a part of your life and kind of go on this journey with you. 
for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> Very good answer. I think he topped it, Jared, honestly. Okay. <laughs> super, good. super uncomfortable right now. <laughs> everybody. I think uh, you speak I for everybody. Hate, I hate giving and receiving compliments. It's <laughs> <This is> like <laughs> the worst of <laughs> by having to do both right after each other. Well, to lighten things up, let's rate this in review <laughs> with scoops of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I give this a three scoop. This is a I three scoop a show. Three scoop uh, with some sprinkles. <laughs> That's out of ten scoops, though, everyone. So really, they're not being as generous <laughs> no, no, as you think. Nobody gets ten scoops of ice cream. No, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a very good show. I appreciate you guys um, asking Mike and I to be a part of it because um, in a way, I feel like Mike and I help helped start the show a little bit. Now, I'm not taking credit for it. I mean, <laughs> that's what I would help like start to do. It, help keep it going. <laughs> More like blame, I think, yeah. Well, yeah, you can blame me. That's for sure. That's fine. Um, but it's always like, um, while it may be a running joke that I've been on the show um, seven and a half times or whatever. No um, one's counting, right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always very, um, it always means a lot to me to be asked. And I, I'm always excited to do it. And um you know, like I was saying earlier, Mark just kind of is that guy that shows up into your life. You're like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to him. Well, I'll bite. You know, he seems he seems cool. And the next thing you know, five years later, you guys are, you, you know, your friends. And so I think it's um, I think it's cool that I've got to um, meet you, Jared, because um, I don't know. Uh, while I've known of your work previously, like before the cast, I don't know if there ever would have been an opportunity for me to uh, get to know you and talk to you and um so I appreciate your friendship, and um, I always cherish the moments that we have, uh, the four of us or the three of us sometimes, sorry, Mike, um, to do a little talking and, <laughs> and hanging out because it, it really is like always a super, super fun time. And uh, I would hope that, you know, anyone who doesn't know you would wish to know you because um, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Well, we're, we're so grateful that you guys always are willing to come on. Um, at a you know drop of a hat we're like well we'll just get mike and cole um <laughs> you guys are always game and play along and it's fantastic and it's really fun like it's been such a fun reoccurring segment to have you guys on the show i, I feel like i know you guys better than i do uh, we've never met in person right do i have one day right? one right, of these yeah. days we Not will <laughs> yeah we'll i know it's weird because we both have podcasts so i hear them all yeah. the time and i actually have to th think about like Oh, I literally have not ever met them before, but you, because we've done this so many times and have so many different conversations, it feels like we have, and it's actually, it's bizarre that we literally have not seen each other. Yeah. IRL. We'll have to have yeah. a summit, like a somewhere, <laughs> make it easy for everybody. <laughs> well, it's got to be in California because I don't, I don't know if anyone wants to go to Oklahoma <laughs> or Nashville. So, <laughs> well, real quick, because I've got like two minutes. Okay. Um, I just want to say that I do appreciate uh, y'all's friendship and I love listening to your show. I love being on your show. I love listening when it feels like I'm the friend on the outside of the window watching you guys all have dinner <laughs> together. <laughs> creepy. Nice and creepy. I'm like, wait, what's Cole doing in there? <laughs> it looks nice and warm me. in there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've had a lot of fun doing this today and, um, I can't wait to see what you guys have in store for the future. Oh, well, thank you guys. Yeah. Happy 100. Thank you. 
I know we've said this a lot during this episode, but just one last time, thank you guys so much for listening to this and any other episode from the Squared Co. podcast. I know it's been quite a journey, um, but we are here to officially say this is the last episode. Episode 100 will be the last episode of the Squared Co. podcast. However, if you do enjoy listening to the Squared Co. podcast and listening to me and Jared rant about all of the things, you are still in luck because we are actually here to announce that we are going to be doing two new podcasts. Two new podcasts. Two, that's right. So I will be hosting Design Nerds, which is going to basically be Squared Co. Podcast 2.0. Um, and then Jared is going to be hosting his very own podcast. That's right. I'm handing the reins over to Jared. He's here to do Professionally Insecure. Yes. So those are the two new podcasts that we will be producing, and those will be coming out very soon. Yep, very excited about it. We've been working away on this for what seems like forever at this point, <laughs> uh, but very excited to have these out there and to sort of mix things up, talk to some, you know, familiar people from the previous podcast, mm -hmm. but also some new people from sort of different walks of life. So uh, I'm excited to get these uh, up on the air. So thanks again. Be sure to tune into the our new shows. They will be coming very soon. Hello there, Squared Co. Podcast. This is your old pal, David Vortreed, otherwise known as the Lou Lander, coming at you. Hey, quick pop quiz. Ready? Tell me, what do these things have in common? Legs on a centipede. Years in a century. Pennies in a dollar, senators in the Senate, centimeters in a meter, and episodes of Squared Co. Podcast. I'll tell you what they all have in common. They are all some of my very favorite things in the entire world. And you know, oh, you know what else? Oh, they're all things that have a hundred in them. Hmm. I should have led with that. Well, anywho, congratulations on hitting this fantastic milestone. I mean, can you believe that the Squared Co. podcast has hit 100? You guys look fantastic. Not an episode over 60. I don't know what your secret is, but keep it up because we love the show. Everyone is inspired by your show, and I can't wait to hear what the next 100 has in store. Take care, fellas. See you on the airwaves. Hey, Mark and Jared. It's Chris Sakara, a.k.a. CKS Design. I'm a longtime listener, but a first-time caller for the Squared Co. podcast. I just wanted to say thanks to Shoe Guy and Shorts Guy for all that you do for the art and design community. I love being able to hear insight from you both and the guests that you regularly bring to listeners of the podcast. I'm honestly super bummed that this year we didn't get the experience of the full magic of what you both used to regularly provide from your shows and your conventions, but I'm honestly super glad you continue to release content for us to stay connected to the design community and hear what's happening in the lives of other creatives during this last year. Happy 100th episode, and here's to the next 100. Okay, note to Mark, add a sound effect of two glasses clinking or kids cheering or a party blower to, my, to the end of my here's to the next 100. Okay, thanks, bye.
Oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I want to say thank you to Mike and Cole again. You know, we always go to them for these special requests, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate them always being down. You know, we talked about this in when they were on, uh, just saying how thankful we are to have them always be down to yes. join the podcast uh, in Basically, any weirdo idea that either one of us comes up with, they are always down. And I always have a lot of fun with them. I never know really where conversations are going to go or when we have them on for an episode, but I know that it's always a good time. Um, I want our listeners to know, because uh, you might not know this already, but Mike and Cole are <laughs> extremely difficult people. Uh, they're not pleasant to work with at all. They're very mean. They're different when they get online and we're recording. Uh, that's a very different personality. But when we're getting ready, we just hate those two. They're the worst people mm. you'll ever come in contact with. Um, so <clears throat> thank you to them for doing that. It's always fun. And look, we don't want to make it sound like we're just using them. We, we do enjoy, <laughs> we do enjoy having them on. Like it's so much fun. It's so mm. relaxed when they're on, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause when it's a guest that we don't know that well, uh, it's, it's a little more formal and you don't want to make the other, you know, the guest uncomfortable. So, right. Um, right. This is like the people you don't, uh, put pants on for when they come over or like clean the house. You just like, Hey, come on in. I mean, pants as opposed to sweats. I I don't Uh, mean uh pants. uh That's a whole different podcast. I do. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Yeah. So I did, I know we always, the last few times that we've had them on, we, we've joked about how many times that they've been on the podcast. Yeah. And like, I think there's even a few that we didn't air, not necessarily the podcast, but there's a few like, you know, random side projects loosely connected to the podcast that I tried to do that Reptar bar mm. thing that never worked out. That we that just use it as one. an excuse to talk to them. We just don't tell them we're not yeah, recording actually. But I, um, I tried to go through all of the past episodes and count. So I have a total here. Oh, we have the actual facts and figures here. All right. So both of them were on three for three episodes, the It Review, the Cartoon Network versus Nickelodeon, and then this summer we had them both on again mm. uh, to, to when we ate the Dunkaroos. Mm-hmm. And then we have each of them have their own solo episode, which was very early on. It was like episode two and five or six, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and yeah. then we replayed both of those where we released those later with like additional commentary from both of us ah, Remember when we did some of those yeah yeah so stupid. both of those got rip got replayed <laughs> um and then so cole actually is in the lead with two extra episodes so most recently i think in november we had him on to talk about freelancing right, right. and then a few years ago we tried this idea that didn't stick where <laughs> again going to them to for these wild and crazy ideas he came on uh just in the middle of a record and talked about something for like five minutes and then left mm. oh that's right that i do too? remember that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that was kind of um, funny it's weird to try to plan spontaneous things on a podcast <laughs> right right yeah so let's see including the ones with both of them on cole has been on a total of seven times okay very good where mike has been on a total of five so we're gonna have so to sorry out. mike we'll have to get you on <laughs> do a special we'll have to figure out something to to make it to even that out <clears throat> let's challenge him let's say mike give us a reason to bring you on a solo show <laughs> 
Oh, poor Mike. <laughs> nah, he's good. He can uh, talk about his kid and that Ninja Turtles in his uh, sewer thing. That'd be great. I love that. Oh story. my God. That, that was the funniest story. Um, so this is obviously, we've talked about this prior to, or during our conversation with Mike and Cole. This is episode 100. I went ahead and reached out to all of our previous guests and let them know that we're going to be recording this to see if they wanted to mm. send over a note for us to read or a question. So I have a handful Most of, of them responses just said, here. Please stop. No. Uh, but we don't. We didn't <laughs> read those. We're not going to read those. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. A lot of these, um, again, because I sent this, they're kind of referring to me, but as a whole, they are... Um, I mean, I'll just read it. So our first episode, we had Jared Shore on, mm. uh, whose Instagram handle is Super Spy Club. He is a fellow paper artist um, and has done a lot of really great work over the years. So here's his message from Jared Shore. <laughs> I'm glad you... <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Stop giggling. Okay. I'm glad you and Jared are still making episodes with everything going on. I remember you talking about wanting to make the podcast and now what the what? You made 100 amazing episodes. Holy wow. And I think I was on one of the first episodes. We had already been friends before this, but I was still nervous if, oh, he does have a question here. If you could go back in time, what would your 100th episode self tell your first episode self? Uh, I would tell myself to chill out. <laughs> Hope all is well and you're safe and well. Hope you have many more episodes. Have a good one, Jared. Oh, um, so sweet. here's Thank the question. Jared. If you could go back in time, what would your 100th episode self tell your first episode self? Um, I would like to think that I could tell myself now that it gets better and easier. Uh, there's a that's like a half truth. Um, I'm definitely and you we you kind of made fun of me when we had Mike and Cole on. I'm definitely more comfortable when it's just you and I, mm -hmm. so I can like rant and ramble forever. I still probably freeze up a little bit when a guest comes on, for better or worse. But God, I don't know what's some like advice. I guess his advice too to chill out is great. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> um, um, life. That's life advice. <laughs> in general, right? I mean, I, that's how I would feel about everything right now. Right. Yeah. Does anything come to mind? Like, do you feel like you are better or like you handle things differently now after doing this a hundred times? Uh, well, it's funny because it's changed so much. We took a long break. Uh, so it's right. kind of like a lot of starts and stops again, which is, uh, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It's, it's what it is. No, I, I don't know. I, I think the main thing for me is to not be scripted. I think the more we prepared early on, and we prepared a lot more early on, yeah. uh, the the stiffer it was, and it, it just doesn't work out that way. Um, so I don't know. I think most of the stuff, if we've gotten better, it's just because we've done it <laughs> repeatedly. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like, I don't know, you, you kind of, it's funny, you start off with this concept that you're going to have a lot of listeners. And so you're almost nervous, <laughs> you know, but then you right. kind of start seeing like, well, it's not, it's not impacting in some crazy way. Like, just like Jared says, chill out, like, just have mm -hmm. fun. People are either going to listen or they're not going to listen. And it's not right. You know, it's not because you messed up on this question that now people aren't mm -hmm. going to listen anymore. So, you know, maybe I think more of that kind of stuff. I don't know. Laugh less. <laughs> I, I know like I laugh a lot, sort of this nervous laugh uh, uh, whenever we're talking. I like it. It makes me, it puts me at ease. Laugh more. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there it is. All right, next one we have from Rob McClurkin. Uh, Rob. Uh, let's see. 
Congrats on the 100th episode. It was such an honor to be on with you guys a few years back. I had an absolute blast. Congrats again. That is an amazing milestone. Um, you know what's funny? When, so a lot of messages I got and received are like about, oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. Um, but like on my end, it doesn't like, it, you know, it's kind of just another episode, but it is kind of crazy that we actually did make it through 100 episodes. It did take a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, but and again, we always joke about, you know, we'll do this to 100. It's 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 a weird feeling that uh, getting to this this many recordings um yeah it definitely took much longer than i did not think it would take <laughs> us this long to get to 100 i and and obviously halfway through i didn't think we would because we did stop like i said for so many while. times yeah well i just thought oh well that's you know that's taken how many years to get to 50 uh, right so yeah uh, we said it like we were going to do one every day or something you know <laughs> oh, whoa, um, whoa. what do you think we this is adventures in design yeah <laughs> um so no uh I, ah, gosh. Yeah. It's, um, I, I don't know. I don't know that we're, I think if we stayed with the same format, I would feel like, oh my God, a hundred guests, you know, like, oh, that's a lot of guests. Um, but no, I I feel like it's, it's gotten so much easier because we just, we're not doing a format as much anymore. So Mm -hmm. more loosey goosey. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next message is from Colin Schlicht. Uh, okay. He gave us little nicknames here. Oh, geez. Are you ready for this? Thanks, (laughs) Colin. Mando Mark and Jedi Jared, thanks so much for having me on the show a while back. Episode 63 was my first ever podcast appearance and for including me in the Dames Art Show alongside such an incredible lineup of artists. Both opportunities were major blessings and awesome learning experiences for me in my creative career and I'll always be grateful for that. All the best to you guys. Congratulations and cheers to 100 more episodes. That sounds awful. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> That's very nice. Colin's such a nice guy, very positive, positive guy, uh, good energy mm-hmm. and stuff. Very nice guy. That was, um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I that for, episode. At, at moments, I forget that a lot of early years of Squared was around curating all these art shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Dames was one that you helped with the curation on. And uh, I think that, I mean, it, all these shows are challenging in its own ways, mm-hmm. but yeah, having doing that show with you was, I don't know, it was nicer for me. I know that you said that it's probably the last show you're going to curate, but <laughs> it's um, um, I so I hate asking art like I have great respect. For this, <laughs> and we were able to get some good people surprisingly in that show. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's an ask. It's always an ask because I know more than probably 80 percent of the time these people are doing it because we're asking them to do it, not because it's a great opportunity for them or that they're going to make a lot of money. Like anytime you do a show, it's a pain in the ass. Um, uh, Unless the galleries are able to pay you a lot of money or you're able to make a lot of money, then it's sort of worth the time and effort. But for these little Mm one-off shows like that, artists aren't making a ton of money. It's mostly promotional. And now you got to print this thing and most likely ship it across the country or something. And that takes a lot mm-hmm. of time and money just to get a very small return on, on one print or a couple of prints or something like that. So I, when right. I ask this, I don't ask these things lightly and I want to make sure we do a good job with it because I don't want it to be crappy for the artist. So it's like, it carries all that weight for me when we, when we impose so much added stress something. that you sometimes 
don't realize until you're kind of. In I the think thick most of people it. don't. Only the artists that participate in these shows uh, and that have been doing it for look, we you know these people we ask they don't need this. Uh, most of them don't. <laughs> you know, uh, Dave Perillo is not like, gee, I need a way to promote my art and get it out there in the world. <laughs> so it's like, no, he did us a favor and stuff. And so, uh, oh, you know what? I that reminds me, a lot of artists did something a little bit more experimental with that right, show, which right. I do appreciate. It was. So like Matt Koffenberg, um, you know, he's normally does a really cartoony style and it's really light and fun. He did something different with this one where it was like a more realistic looking caricature of this character, Samus. But you could actually like, if I remember incorrectly, his print included like different uh what do you like costumes? Mm -hmm. So you can like change out the costumes. Right. Um, and it came and all then, packaged like a thing, right? Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. And Martin G did like a faux comic book, mm -hmm. um, which was great. And then Dave Perillo, he did, he does this from time to time, but I think he did a uh, paper pieces were his contribution to this one. So that was really fun to be able to see these artists produce something that is a little bit outside of their wheelhouse. And it's nice to be associated with, that, you know, like having them produce something that you would normally not see from them. For sure. Uh, it's just, it's a lot of work, uh, just a different, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I work for me is drawing and, and that thing, like everything else to me is extra different. I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. So for something like this, it, it was just, it's a different kind of stress for me that I didn't particularly care for, <laughs> um, you know, because you are asking for favors. And then like some people say yes, and then they drop out and you can't predict for that. And I hate that feeling of being out of control, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> ask me to do 30 pieces. No problem. Ask a 30 different artists to do a piece. Oh, my gosh. It's suddenly very mm -hmm. difficult. So, you know, props to the people who do this as a, on a regular basis. But uh Ooh, it was stressful. And then you hope people show <laughs> up, right? And you hope things yeah. sell because you want people to think that was a good experience. And oh my God, mm. good times. All right. We also received some audio recordings. What? Uh, this one I'm going to play here is from Luke Flowers. Oh, that's so nice. Happy 100th Squared Co. crew. I'm grateful to have been able to chat with you about Muppets and Moby Shinobi books and gallery shows and just a creative journey. I'm glad that we've been able to share that together. Uh, some moments that are really memorable to me. Uh, the show is always uh, a go-to for thoughtful insights on films and shows and toys and everything in between, it seems. Uh, I love hearing your banter with creative friends, uh, the laughs you share, the joy that you both bring as you celebrate all the things that bring you joy in life. So thank you for the avalanche of inspiration you've been to me through the years as I listen and work in the creative cave. I highly admire you both as artists, and, and I'm grateful for your friendship. I've been a fan since episode one, and I look forward to a hundred more. Cheers, gents. Oh, thank you, Luke. He's always such like a an inspirational guy he he loves to give back to the art community and be really positive uh good and old supportive Luke. so yes uh just a a nice guy all the way around like decent guy uh, yeah like i can't it's funny like you meet so many people and because we're all artists and, and sort of independent artists most of us mm -hmm. um 
everyone's kind of on all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're they're putting their professional right. thing forward, which isn't bad. And everyone has a variation on that, myself included. But Luke is just so sincere. Like he's so nice and he says the nicest things, but you don't feel like he's just playing you or, you know, lip service or something like that. Like it's these, like, I'll just be like, hey, nice job on this art piece that he did you know on twitter and it's this long response about how grateful <laughs> it's so nice and then i feel so lazy yeah. because i'm like oh i just did three words on mine but thank you luke. <laughs> so once again thank you luke uh thank mm. you so much appreciate it here's uh, another question this is from kyler smith what is the best or most bizarre answer you received from a question that you asked a guest on the podcast so I oh, I should have thought I mean, about this. Yeah, I don't have a specific like question and answer that comes to mind. I do remember when we had Kevin Tong on. Oh, yeah. He he was <laughs> like his brain was kind of all over the place. So we'd ask a question and it would like go off on some weird tangent. Um, but that one I re-listened to recently. Yeah, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a fun interview. He does. He's a like pretty prolific uh, illustrator, yes. And it's fun to see his like love for pop culture as well. He had like a ton of kind of behind the scenes knowledge on like Star Trek and all these different properties. Mm. Um, so I know it's not like necessarily he had bizarre answers, but it was uh, the interview kind of. I don't want to say took a turn, but what in areas that I wasn't necessarily expecting it to go. Which in. is funny because that's always what we want because we do get sort of a lot of the mm-hmm. same answers. And then when it happens, you're sort of thrown for a loop. I, I remember being very nervous for that that interview mm-hmm. uh, because I do know his work, but I've never met him or had any interaction with him really. So uh, it's weird to meet these people for the first time on an interview situation. Um, but I do remember that and I should go back and I didn't go back and listen to any of these. I really should. But, um, I think, um, like when we had, uh, Bill Robinson on and Mm -hmm. he was talking about puppets, um, which I didn't know about until that moment in the show. And then I felt bad because I could not get off of that subject. (laughs) Like, like that's such a fun that is, I mean, that actually is bizarre because yeah. you look at him and he's a great artist. And then on top of that, he's an animator, right? And then on top of that, he's got this background or a history with uh, Muppet or puppets. Yeah. It's just like. But it was such an elaborate. There's so many layers. It was such an elaborate yeah. backstory about puppets. Uh, and it just kept getting bigger as he was explaining <laughs> it. And, stuff, and I was just fascinated by that uh, and, and yeah. to me i don't know like you know we want it to be like a design podcast but then someone comes on and says puppets and i'm off on a puppet thing which i guess it's it's <laughs> somewhat connected uh, you know uh, right i mean it's all uh, under the creative umbrella but it was uh, you know he was so young and they took it to such an extreme i'm always interested i think mm-hmm. that's what it is like uh, even when i was thinking about when i was watching the tiger woods documentary i'm thinking like i'm so attracted to people who are passionate about something and have you Mm -hmm. know more than just a hobby they take it to some different level that uh, you're kind of not expecting and i you know i mean that's a weird thing to compare there but um like for (laughs) bill to be that young and doing that that must have been huge like i would have been convinced that this is the thing i'm gonna do for the rest of my life if i had that uh that early on you know like i thought oh puppets is it but uh, yeah, yeah, nice guy. And that was probably that's So that's my answer to that that question. Yeah. 
Um, okay, next message we have is from Jason Young. We had him on a number of times. Uh, mm. Let's see, we had him er- pretty early on, and then we brought him back for the yeah. solo, solo reviews. Yeah, Which we dragged out for um, like, what, 18 episodes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Okay, I wanted... I wanted to just say thank you for being a friend and also awesome opportunities we have shared together throughout the years. You are an inspiration, sir. Anyways, I'm blessed to call you a friend and I'm so glad our paths crossed when they did. You and Jared are the best and I love everything you're doing. Ah, nice. Guy. Hope we can all meet up again at some point. Cheers, Jason. I have an interesting backstory. I, t- I told this story when we had him on first, but I'll do it again really quickly. You know, early on in my creative career, there were some artists that I really admired and looked up to. He was one of them. He was really involved at the time with the Threadless community. Um, He was doing a lot of Star Wars illustrations. He had done some really cool Jaws movie posters. And like he was doing a lot of the things that I wanted to be doing. And I don't know how, why this happened, but I I reached out to him Basically saying what I just said, you know, I really admire you. I'm just starting out in this sort of creative career. Are there any sort of tips? Which, you know, a lot of people would say they have different views on this kind of cold calling different Mm -hmm. creatives. He responded with like open arms, was extremely encouraging, very similar to Luke. Yeah. Um, But this was like a direct line of communication. And I think he was some he provided something that I needed at that point, basically somebody that I admired saying, you know, you can do it. So I will always be grateful to Jason for that. And now he's doing a lot of toy photography uh, under the handle work more or less. Is that, I hope, God, I hope I got that right. <laughs> um, I'm pretty It'll sure be an that's awkward right. edit right there. If not, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's cool to see his creative career kind of take a, not a, tur- not necessarily a turn, but just go in a different direction. And I know you've seen his toy photography work. It's just as good as his illustration design stuff. I am only, uh, sort of friends with Jason because I want to play with his toys one of these days. I want to go to his house <laughs> and play with his toys because he's got an amazing, all collection. such cool stuff. Yeah. Nice guy. Another very nice guy, like, like sincerely nice guy. Um, and does some uh, amazing work. And he's another one with a toy photography, you know, different than artwork, obviously, but very passionate mm-hmm. about that and has taken it to an extreme right. level. Um, one mm-hmm. with just the effects and the amount of setup that he does for these things, which is just awesome because I love miniatures of any sort. Mm-hmm. So when I see people recreating these sets, especially when it's like Star Wars, um, it's great. Right. I, I'm obsessed with it. Um, but, you know, he's uh, part of a bigger group that does this specifically. Mm-hmm. I think you met them at like Comic-Con or something one, that one time. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it's amazing. And he gets a lot of free stuff where they just send it to him and say, you know, we want you to take photos, <laughs> like take some photos to promote these things. And just just great. It's a, it's an amazing, um, I don't know if you'd even call it a side thing. Is it a side thing? Because I know he's a graphic designer by by trade. But, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like, where's that line? You know, yeah. when it well, I when guess it, it maybe from financial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his work, again, it's great. Uh, and I really appreciate everything that he's done for for me over the years. Yep. Um, OK. So the last message that we have is from our friend Dave Pryor. Uh, he also was oh, on Dave. a number of episodes. We had him on early. 
Muppets. then he came back with Luke to talk about Muppets. Yes. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, man, I really wish I could think of a good enough question to ask on this momentous occasion. 100 of anything is a huge accomplishment, much less 100 recorded audio pieces of entertainment. Kudos to you, Mark and Jared, and thanks so much for your awesome podcast that makes me laugh and fills the daily void with thoughts from artists I admire. Mm. All the best and much love, Dave. Good old Dave. I hope you put entertainment in quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) He's another one of those super friendly uh, and supportive guys. I, I forget how I originally came across his work but he was a part of our very first curated show which was the aliens 30th anniversary Mm. um and then just throughout the years i've stayed in contact and we've kind of formed this friendship as a result but yeah he's he's a really cool guy and i appreciate all of the the projects that we've been able to work on together over yeah he's great he's got a lot of um uh, pop culture knowledge, which I love. He's he's probably <laughs> he's around my age. I don't I don't remember how old he is exactly, but I know we're kind of in that same era. So, uh, you know, he's another one that has a lot of different hats. Has worn a lot of different hats over the years, mm-hmm. all around the same kind of thing. Like he worked in animation early on, uh, Animaniacs, right. which we talked about, and then now he's with, with the gaming company uh, with the, mm-hmm. the slot machines, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So he's seen a lot and it's just interesting to talk to people who've been in the industry for so long and you start to see um, kind of what you have to do to survive. Like he's he's gone through these um, technological shifts where it affects what you're doing. Um, so it's always interesting to talk to, to Dave and he's extremely prolific with his artwork, constantly posting yeah. new stuff and <laughs> like challenging himself. And it's really great. To I, and I So he does... Um, work in like so many different mediums and they all are so good. And then kind of the jump off of what you said about him being involved with so many different industries and starting animation, being able to do traditional stuff and then kind of now switching technologies while still animation, it's kind of a different application. Mm -hmm. Um, But another guest that we had on who has had a variety of different jobs um, Anthony Petrie, who goes mm. by Zombie Bacon on um, Instagram, he has such a cool, like, co- creative career where, you know, if you look at his Instagram, it looks like he's just doing illustrations. Um, but he actually has designed shoes over the years. Yeah. Like, he designed a Captain America Reebok shoe, and I think maybe even a few others. Um, he's, over the past few years, he's helped design the. Nickelodeon Comic Con display or their booth. Yep. Which is, it's not like a small feat. He's designing like they recreated the Hey Arnold um, stoop. I don't know. Yeah, stoop. And then the, he helped recreate the something for SpongeBob, like the, the pineapple and Krusty Krab. He did a whole Nickelodeon illustration like to go into their booth. It's just this amount of work that he's done is so cool. And one of my favorite things, because being like a print nerd, He's gotten into creative printing where this is my favorite thing like for printing that I've ever seen. He created an edible Willy Wonka poster like that. To me, I know it sounds kind of gross, but that's such a cool idea. And that property is could not be more perfect for that type of a, a printing application. Yep. Nope. That's very cool. I, he's another one where... Um Every time we brought up a different project, we could have done a whole show just on that project or, or his <laughs> yeah. time at whatever he was working and things like that. It was so interesting. He's one of those like, 
He's like a working artist, like no question about mm-hmm. it. You know, like he is hardcore. And uh, yeah, we saw him at a designer con, I think, last, right? Was that the, at the last designer con? Wasn't he there? Uh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, he had that unfortunate he was, he booth a, location. <laughs> yeah, he had a <laughs> Not booth um, <laughs> just, just down the end of the aisle from us. Yeah, but I mean, uh, he's like... I don't want to, this is going to sound awful. Oh, good. Not unassuming, but like, again, you look at him and his work and you would assume like, oh, it's just illustration. But the fact that he's been able to do so many different creative things is, is really cool. Is and that what you say? All, it was just illustration. All of, <laughs> <laughs> all of the stuff he does is so good too. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's why That's why it's interesting to see because he, like I said, he's a working artist and that's what I mean by that. It's like mm-hmm. he doesn't just do one little thing and this is what I do. It's like he's able to thrive in these um, very corporate situations and uh, right. that's admirable. I, I don't think I could do that. Not in the way he does it. Um, a lot of interests and a lot of like varied uh, directions, which is great. I, like, mm-hmm. like you said about the chocolate poster, that kind of thinking I love. Um, all right. So that's all of the notes and stuff we have from guests over the years. I'm going to end it with sort of an open-ended question here. Uh, just generically, what are some of, what are some of the memories that like stick out to you over the years regarding, or in terms of this podcast? Mm. It could be a specific recording could be a guest could be uh one of these gimmicky shows that we've done um i know it's a big question but i ask it that way so you can kind of pull from from any memory you have of the show Mm, you want to start i i did not get a heads up on this question folks (laughs) i'm gonna think through uh so we kind of already touched on all the things that jumped out to me like i really liked when we have a guest on and we get to uncover this almost like hidden life that they've Mm -hmm. had so you brought up uh bill robinson anthony petrie like being able to see these other projects that they've been a part of that I didn't know about. It's always a really fun discovery. Um, I always loved when we had these more gimmicky episodes, the Cartoon Network versus Nickelodeon tunes was great just for, you know, nostalgia reasons. Having Mike and Cole on uh, as to, to be a part of that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, those are, we kind of went over a lot of the, the big memories that, that jump out to me, but again, those are all, Moments that I had a lot of fun with and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I am, I am seriously like legitimately grateful to everyone who has agreed to come on this show. And I know uh, like, you know, this is how I feel. A lot of times you feel bad saying no, you don't want to do it, but you're like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it, you know? And it, it's a, it's a bit of a commitment, right? To, to have to set mm-hmm. up and have your recording stuff available and ready and believe me that is such a challenge it's a it's a bigger <laughs> challenge than anyone would ever think uh, it's like you almost have to have a service that you can say let's send them a microphone and some earphones before the record and, and get that all set mm-hmm. up thank god it's not a visual thing that would be an added <laughs> nightmare if we had to do that right um one of the one of the shows that I really actually enjoyed that I don't know we talk about very much is when we had Becky and Frank on. Do you remember that? And uh, I just recently re-listened to that. That's another one where you're like, you know, I went into that thinking they just did illustration. Then you come to yeah. find out that it's a whole, it's a bigger thing. That was the first time we interviewed a couple uh, 
uh, I think. Well, maybe we did the Clarks maybe together, but I don't know that we did them before that. And we yeah, we know the Clarks, so that's like a little bit more. <laughs> like, so I had never met these uh, artists before, and uh, it was just an interesting thing to sort of find it out live as we go. So it wasn't like we had researched everything about them, and like we started talking about wrestling and you know just yeah, like video fun... games and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a very like. Um, it was an interesting conversation because I didn't know so much about them. And, uh, you know, they mm-hmm. have a very strong portfolio of professional projects and stuff, but we didn't linger too much on that. We were able to sort of get right. to sort of a, a backstory for them and everything. And just very interesting. So it's those kinds of shows that I really enjoyed the most. I mean, when we get to sit here and gab, that's fun too, just because it's so easy. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, I'm always more interested in hearing the guest stuff, which is great that we right. kind of offset each other in that way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm, I hope we can do more guests again, even though it's a pain in the ass every time we have to set that up and <laughs> schedule it and hope to God everything uh, goes right. Even when we had Miguel on, we had some audio issues with him. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know him, we could even yell at him and be like, what the hell, Miguel? Get it together, man. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a like a... So I guess the flip of that would be like, what are some nightmare stories? And I don't want to call anybody out specifically, but you know, when you have a guest on, everything that you said, like they're kind of doing you a favor. Yes. So you don't want to bark too many orders at them. And especially early on when I was a little bit more nervous and like self-conscious, I didn't want to say like, oh, hey, Mr. S- you know, prolific artist. Yeah. Put put your headphones on because it's going to screw up the audio for us. <laughs> yeah. It's like I could see the extra work being added to this, like editing an episode, but I was afraid to like call them out on it. Um, so there's a, there's a handful of guests we've had on that did that. I will tell everybody um, out there, if you're ever <laughs> going to do a podcast or be on a podcast, and trust me, we are not professionals at this at all, invest in a microphone. Do not, it, the microphones are cheap. You don't need an expensive one for what, mm-hmm. you know, for these kinds of things, like $12 or something will get you a decent microphone, but do not trust the microphone that's attached to your earphones or that's built into the computer. They do work, but they are so crappy and it's (laughs) constantly rubbing against your shirt or it's picking up all the ambient room noise that you can't tell on your end. But once we get Mm -hmm. the recording, it sounds like you're in a tin can with like static and traffic (laughs) going by. And and I don't, you know, Uh. it's tough for these people. I don't blame these people that weren't prepare for it because they just don't know often. Uh, right. I certainly didn't, but just get a microphone. It makes a huge, <laughs> huge difference. I always wanted to, we uh, talked about it too, right? Sending people stuff yeah. beforehand. I wish, I mean, if there was like a simple way to like send it to somebody and then have them send it to the next person. Yeah. But again, like we're already asking them to go out of the right. way to, exactly. like, you know, carve out an hour of your time to do this. You don't want to add more chores. To we need list. like a courier service that just like drops it off. <laughs> yeah. Up. But I mean, even if you do get them a microphone, they've got to figure out how to set it up because it's not all. It's not always as easy as just plug it in. You know, sometimes it's a little bit more involved. Um, so, yeah, I mean. In a perfect world, everybody would have some form of a microphone. And my concern isn't for us or even like making the show amazing or something. It's for them. Like I want them to sound good. I want them to have a good right. episode. It's a reflection of yeah. them in a way. Yeah. yeah. So that that's why. But it's not like we're scolding people who didn't. <laughs> Except Miguel. <laughs> we are scolding Miguel. He should know better. All right. So there's a hundred. Epi- oh my gosh. I almost forgot. We've got to do a giveaway. Ah, uh, yes. The only reason people we, are listening. 
We. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you you All have right, the winner I, ready to go? I do, oh, and this is very I've exciting. actually. I feel like you probably have met this person as don't, well. Don't set it up like that. Don't don't put the pressure <laughs> on me to answer that. Um, okay, and the winner of our big uh, 100th episode giveaway is so exciting. Disneyland nurse. Ah, yes, you, yes, I do. Know. Okay, so I actually, I think, and I'm gonna. This is gonna be awful if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm right though. So I'm gonna just go with it anyway. I met him at the cute couples show when we had at Doe and Arrow, the cookie place. Ah, okay. Um, he came by to pick up some prints and I'm sure eat some cookies as well. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Yes. Um, so there you go. Disneyland nurse, send us a DM, send Squared Co. a DM when you hear this. Congratulations. Uh, and we will coordinate how to get that prize box to you. Don't arrow. All right. Use promo code Squared Co. at checkout <laughs> and receive nothing off cookies, uh, but you'll get some great cookies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that's it. That's 100. Amazing. Thank you guys for sticking around this long. Before we Thank go, you though, for listening. Do you want to say anything about the future of the show? Uh, you know, I did think about this. Um, we are going to do uh, some sort of a change. Mm. And to be completely honest, I don't know if we're going to continue doing it on this channel. So if it's going to continue being the Squared Co. podcast, we've been talking about renaming it and making the podcast sort of like, you know, brought to you by Squared Co. as opposed to the Squared Co. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if if you're listening to this, I can only assume that you're following both me and Jared on Instagram. So... Continue to do that if you aren't already and you're interested to keep up with the new updates. Make sure you follow Squared Co. on Instagram. Uh, and Jared, that is how you can keep up to date with all of our latest and greatest news. Um, we are going to take a little bit of a break. I don't know how long, but <laughs> we have done this in the past. 2025. So looking for us in 2025. <laughs> I'm not going to commit because I know we've taken breaks before that end up being a lot longer than we anticipated. So um, I feel like this is a good place to sort of regroup. Yeah, Um, Go get vaccinated. uh, Join the world again. (laughs) Let's come back on the other side of this. We'll come back to you. Yeah. But I do. Okay. So before we sign off, I do want to say, you know, going into this, starting a podcast, I really didn't know what to expect. Mm. Um, and the fact that we are getting regular listeners and people that really connect with what we are saying, you know, I know a lot of it is kind of ridiculous and we go off and have a lot of fun and it's all silly. Um, you know, if you get something out of it, whether it's entertainment or knowledge, uh, I'm thankful for you guys to come here and hang out with us whenever we have this show. So Absolutely. I, I, for, I really appreciate this little uh, following that we have. It, and it is little. <laughs> um, but I am grateful for it and I hope you guys stick around and check out whatever we have next for you guys. Yes. Thank you to everybody who listens. I'm always blown away when someone comments to me about something specifically said on the show. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are actually listening. Shorts guy. It's so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. So thank <laughs> you to the guests we've had on. Thank you for people who have just helped out in, in any sort of way. We really do appreciate it. This is really just a fun thing for us to do. So um, yeah, very grateful for those of you who are listening. All right. Um, so I'm going to sign off here. We did get one more audio <laughs> recording. Yes. 
And there are questions in it. Oh. But this, so this is from our friends over at the Master of One uh, podcast. Oh. From Patrick and Andrew. They, this is like an over 10 minute rant from them. So I didn't feel like picking it apart to <laughs> pull their question out, but it, it is an entertaining rant. You will see uh, after I sign off right now. So if you are interested, here it is. Uh, but again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and the past 100. I really appreciate it. Alrighty. What's What do you think Mark's full name is? Mark Squaredco. <laughs> you think that's so you think the podcast is actually just his middle name? It's Mark Morris. Yeah, but everybody has three names. It's only two. I have four names. Maybe I took his middle name. <laughs> you have four names? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Andrew. Yes. Sebastian. Uh-huh. Are you, you trying to se- figure out my name? <laughs> what? I thought you were trying to guess what some of his middle names might be. No, I'm guessing what your whole name is. Oh, it's Andrew Sebastian. What's the third name? No, it's, it's Jason Andrews. No, it's Alexander. What is it? It's Alexander Hamilton. You got it. Go ahead. The problem is McKenzie actually does know what your whole name is, and I feel like a dick. I can't believe you actually don't know. I thought you were putting on a bit. It's J.C. Andrews Hale. So it, it's it's Jonathan I'm not Cornishon. Gonna... What? Cornishon? I know it's Jonathan Andrews of, Hale. Of the I'm... Delaware Cornishons? <laughs> I, know, I know it's Jonathan Andrews Hale, but I'm missing one of the... I'm missing one of the words. Mm-hmm. It's the one that starts with the C. <laughs> yeah, because it's J.C. Andrews Hale. I, well, I know that part, but Christopher. Yeah. That's it. Oh. J- Jonathan Christopher Andrews Sale. That's my name. It's not it, is it? 100% it's my name. Okay, it is. But see, I knew the J.C. part, but I, I don't ever call you that. I call Jesus, you sport. It's Jesus Cristo Andrews Sale. Okay. Are we sending M- Are we sending Mark everything we just did? Absolutely. I think we should. Is this it? This is is the happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, Square Girl Podcast. Because we said we'd keep it it under two minutes. We're at two minutes, three seconds. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I can't imagine he expected more than that. (laughs) You should at least send him this as well. I will. I'm literally sending everything. Well, happy, happy birthday, Squared Co. Podcast. Is it a birthday or an anniversary? How would you... It's their hundredth episode. I don't is know there, that it's either because well, I feel like those things are like an, a once a year thing. This is more of like once every hundred week kind of thing. Well, to be fair, like every episode is a new anniversary, right? It's just what some are worth celebrating, right? Okay. Is yeah. That, okay. I don't know. What do you I, get? The, what do you get? The podcast that has everything. That's the question, and that's really what we're here to answer. And the answer yeah. is. Stories. <laughs> uh, here's here's what I want to here's what I want to say. First of all, congratulations, Mark uh, and Jared. I will say Mark because Mark, at this point, I think I think you still have only acknowledged that you are the host, and uh, Jared still will not take any credit <laughs> for 
for being on the show. Yeah. I think it's because he wants at any given point to be able to pull his own ripcord. And so he's not officially tied to the show. Um, but I do want to say one thing. So congratulations. 100 episodes is freaking awesome. Um, it is a lot of work, and we know uh, we know what that looks like. Uh, but I want to I want to take a story back to the very first time that we met you. Uh, it was in a hotel room, and oh, yeah. you came in with wild hair. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick, but the most audaciously loud Ninja Turtle sleep pants, like pajama pants, that I've ever seen. Right. Okay, so here was my first. My first thought was, um, "Is this what our fans look like?" <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I, but not maybe not in a bad way. But I because I actually remember thinking, "This dude looks way cooler than me." Sure, um, definitely more with it. Whatever it is, it was uh, one of those but, situations where he was. You realized he was confident enough to pull off that look, and you realized if you tried that look, people would think you were a homeless man. <laughs> I am not convinced. Oh, so here's what I don't know. I actually don't know if that's the same mark that we know now. It is possible the mark we know now actually killed that man. <laughs> that's fair. And just completely assumed his identity because the next time we saw Mark, he was in a meat suit. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to pump us up so completely different scenario uh yeah and so i think the i think the show doing doing a podcast will do that to you right it will change you and so congratulations mark you have i gained have, weight sure you sure so did so did he but his was all muscle <laughs> yeah having a podcast didn't, didn't do that to me i'm saying it changes you i'm not saying it's for the better you definitely see every hundred episodes chiseled onto his body 100 percent, 100 percent. you do so congratulations square code podcast we you know uh to here's to another hundred um i hope we get to break donuts with you soon uh because uh we we love you guys should we ask him a question because he can edit this. He knows how to edit. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Give him a question. Okay. I didn't have a Let's question. I, I mean, I don't I, either, but I, my question was, my question was in an, was in the assumption. Essentially I was in, in the leading in portion where yeah. I was saying that he like right now, he it's his podcast air quotes. And Jared always says like, like, and he says, and joining me again is Jared Mariana. But like, like they they co-host together, but I don't think that's what I said. Did I did I not say that? You said Mariana, Mar Mariama. <laughs> I have a headache. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, so I, it makes me wonder: like, is he keeping Jared at arm's length, or what? I would imagine is more the case. Jared is saying, "I want the ability to not put in effort at any given moment, so I'm not going to say I'm officially a host <laughs> of this podcast." But he's been in every episode, I believe. I could see it being a both end. I just think it works for both of them. I think M, Mark, yes, is happy to take all of the credit. Sure. And I think Jared is also to ha happy to like basically have both feet out the door and just be sticking his head in. <laughs> just, just popping his head in as, as it suits him. Yeah. I yeah, hope Mark I, finds all this all funny and not offensive because if he finds it offensive. This is going to be awkward. Well, he's not. It'll never make the air. So like that's the that's the beauty of it. I doubt okay. very seriously he'll put this. We on should air. each ask one question. So if he wants to cut it in, he can. Okay. 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 Um, Mark, I love you. Can mm. you phrase that as a question? Mm. Mark, I love you. 
All right, I do have a question. Over the years of doing the podcast, what is one area that you feel like you have gotten better as an interviewer and a listener? And what is one area where you have actually seen yourself get worse? All right, and I would also like to ask a question. Uh, Over your years of working out, what is one area that you think chafes the most? How much powder do you powder <laughs> is the question Patrick is asking. I would want to know how much powder do you eat versus rub on your body to prevent chafing. <laughs> what? No, this I is mean, just I, one, one's this is a general knowledge question. This is a general like knowledge question. Bond. Oh, yeah, I see. I not, it's, not saying, same, I, it's not the same it's powder. Not, it's not the same powder, <laughs> but I'm just wondering if it's like a one-to-one. Mm. Yeah, that'd Have be you, something to try. Have you ever had an interview that was so bad, either on your end or their end, that you never aired it? If so, who is it and what's their email? (laughs) I love those questions. Mm -hmm. What is your least favorite type of listener? Who is someone that listens to you that you wish didn't? (gasps) That's a good question. (laughs) That's a great question. Okay, this is enough. Mark, seriously, congratulations. Big deal. Big deal. Yeah, I'm 100 and excited for what comes next. We love you guys. Keep it up. We'll see you soon. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 we forgot to say who we were. We just started talking because we know that you know. So we're going to yeah. give you this audio clip as well for you to, to edit in. That's a bit of inside baseball. <laughs> that is a bit of inside baseball. Uh, you know, else is inside baseball. I think it's like little bits of rubber. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> hey, this is Andrew Sale and Patrick Hill. Let's try that again. Yeah. <laughs> let's get this. Let's, let's get this. I, I saw what we were doing. Yeah. Hey, this is Andrew Sale and this is Patrick from. <laughs> Okay. Did my my voice crack a little bit? Yeah, it's better. But okay, so we're not saying last names, we're just saying first names. Fine, I'll say my last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey, this is Andrew Sale. And this is Patrick Michael Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that too many names? (laughs) No, I think that's for the appropriate amount of names. (sighs) Okay. Hey, this is Andrew Sale. And this is Patrick Hill. From the Master of One podcast, congratulations, guys, on 100 episodes. We knew you could do it. Hey, we all did it together in that we watched you do it and had very little to do with it. (laughs) So congratulations. Go team. Okay, that's good. If you can't piece something together with that, Mark, then you're probably a normal person. (laughs) That's bad. Stop on that.